This is an Encounter Co. podcast. Enjoy. That's just in. Paranormal phenomena of almost biblical proportions have been sweeping the nation, causing mass hysteria among the populace. We all go a little mad sometimes. And I'm here to do the devil's work. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You mostly come at night. Mostly. Hello, and welcome back to Don't Tap the Glass, a paranormal and occult, and I guess now a little bit conspiracy reporting podcast after today. Oh boy. Um, Pseudoscience. Pseudoscience, yes. Uh, Parapsychology, all the likes. Um, My name is Brandon. Hi. Uh, you can call me whatever you want, just don't call me late to dinner. Uh-huh. Um, I'm joined by <laughs> Luke Godfrey. Luke Godfrey, reporting for duty, enemy of the IRS. <laughs> Still has not paid his taxes. Um, I'm working on it. And Shelby Godfrey, who is in fact not his wife, but his <laughs> cooler older sister. <gasps> Thank you! <laughs> I'm going to remember this forever. Okay. <laughs> So this week, um, you can fucking read. We're talking about astral projection today. <laughs> what if they can't read? Well, then... What if they're blind and someone put this podcast on for them? Well, then, hey, we're talking about astral projection. Okay, there like we go. <laughs> um, so for today, my research is based around my own personal practices and experiences. Uh, Robert Golf, which we'll cover him briefly later. And Project Stargate, which is an actual, like, you know, CIA government project. Shelby's that, jaw just dropped. That has been declassified, uh, so you can actually find it on the CIA website and read the entire report. I love Stargate. MacGyver's I- on Stargate. <laughs> oh my God. I- MacGyver's project the original Stargate. Silver Daddy. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Um... To put simply, Project Stargate is the government using psychics, remote viewing, astral projection, even like uh, remote seeing, and in some instances, telekinesis, um, to fight wars. And it's real. And it's how we've collected a lot of information on government officials. So, yeah. And yet you can they're worried about, about TikTok. It. And yet they're worried about TikTok when we have goddamn psychics. Don't get me fucking started. So, yeah, you can read all about that. And it's really crazy. And there are even uh, instructions within Project Stargate on how people can increase their psychic ability and how they can hone them and ways to practice. It's very cool. And I recommend the read. It's a long read, but it's a good one. Um, I want to be a psychic. Well, then look into Project Stargate, bud. I bet. Or like I could be lazy and just have you tell me. I could. I could, which I mean, you know, today I will be covering it briefly, uh, n- not too in depth. You know, I gotta gotta save content for other episodes. Um, fair, fair. But if you're listening to this and you're asking yourself, "Dude, what the fuck is astral projection?" Let me tell you, um, astral it's that projection stuff that, that Doctor Strange does. Sure, bud. <laughs> is it actually essentially? I mean, yeah. essentially, yeah. You're not wrong, actually. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, astral projection, also known as astral travel, is a term used in esotericism to describe an intentional out-of-body experience, or OBE for short. 
Um, this out-of-body experience assumes the existence of a subtle body called an astral body or body of light through which consciousness can function separately from the physical body and travel throughout the astral plane. Um, huh. This phenomenon has been accounted across multiple religions and cultures across history, much like night hags. Um, but I'm just going to list off a few. Uh, the ancient Egyptians, Amazonians, the Inuit people, Hindu, uh, Japanese, Taoists, Western esotericism, and even Judeo-Christians, which, you know, myself with the uh, the the Abrahamic religions are more my wheelhouse. That's more my forte. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna divulge on that one just a smidge, and then we're gonna move on. Um, so Carrington, Muldo- Carrington, Muldoon, Peterson, and Williams say that the subtle body is attached to the physical body by means of a psychic silver cord. The final chapter of the Book of Ecclesiastes is often cited in this respect. Um, just to quote it here, before the silver cord be loosed or the golden bowl be broken or the pitcher be shattered at the fountain or the wheel be broken at the cistern. Sherman, however, contends that the context points to this being merely a metaphor comparing the body to a machine where the silver cord is referring to the spine. Mm. So there is some contention there, but hey, you know what? I'm not here to tell you which side to believe. I'm just here to, you know, give you the, the info, baby. Um, That's the way to do it. Also, Paul's second epistle to the Corinthians is usually cited as him referring to the astral planes. And he wrote, I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know. Only God knows. Now, this statement gave rise to the Visio Pauli, a tract that offers a vision of heaven and hell. It is also a forerunner of visions attributed to uh, Adomnan and Tenugdalus, as well as Dante's Divine Comedy, which a lot of people would know as Dante's Inferno. I was about to say, yeah. So that one little uh, excerpt from his second epistle to the Corinthians, which for those of you who read the Bible, you would know that as Corinthians 2, that is like the uh, the ground on which all of those works were built. Gotcha. Yeah, huh. but now let's let's take a look into Robert Goff. Here's the thing, okay? You can try to research this guy. I I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Um, good luck. <laughs> it is very hard tracking this fucker down digitally at all. It's it was a nightmare for me to <laughs> gather the info that I have on him. But I will be taking the easy route today and be straight up reading to you from an article um that i found that has a lot of a lot of good info because um this guy fucking deserves it he did a lot of really good research and he cites it he like has all of his sites listed so you can you know i'll put this link in the description if you want to read along you know have a good silly goofy time and also he did a lot of work for me so you know give the (laughs) motherfucker a shout out that's cool um but yeah i'll be covering robert golf the glass camera and his potential recording of the afterlife. <gasps> Did yes. you find it? The, the The footage does not exist on the internet whatsoever. <laughs> uh, I wish, but there are reports of, you know, government officials and whistleblowers seeing it. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll get in. We'll get into that. Okay. So I will be reading from an article that was written by Adam Hennessy. Um, in November 11th, 2021, <laughs> 
called Astral Projection, Psychic Wars, and the Recording of Heaven. Ooh. Yeah, which also, speaking of psychic wars, um, what I may need to do for my next episode, if I'm still going to be taking a break from Ed and Lorraine Warren, would be how psychic gamers helped shape uh, the world's view on the consciousness. Eh. The collective yeah. consciousness? Uh, yes, actually. Ooh. It, it deals oh, with I think the, I actually uh, remember you the, talking about this Schumann now. resonance, which is like the natural resonating point of the Earth's um, electromagnetic field and how mystics will tap into that and their brain will train to it and perform certain acts. Um, but all of this actually stems from around the same time that this stems, which is the Cold War. But with, you know, the whole psychic gamers thing, um, if any of the people listening know about this, I'll be talking about Dr. Robert Beck and Dr. Michael Persinger and their uh, experiments that they performed on psychics and supernatural abilities and fucking Harry Potter for the PS1 powers. Um, <laughs> so. <Fuck-tabra. gasps> Don't say that. There's a tornado going on right next to you. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's fun <clears throat> when things fly through the air that aren't supposed to fly through the air. It's like metaphysics. It's real. No. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty on brand for what we're talking about right now. Yeah, see? It's fine. So, Psychic Sky Daddy is just not happy. <laughs> Psychic <laughs> Sky Daddy is not happy, and you're being no. I'm not going to finish that sentence. I'm no, say it, say it, say it, say it. No, please don't, please don't, please don't. I know where you're it, going with this. Oh wait, nope. We're good. Chat it, chat it, nope. chat it. Nope. <sighs> Continue, Brandon. Oh, I'm going to. Ugh. A report prepared by the U.S. Army Office of the Surgeon General and Medical Intelligence Office on the controlled offensive behavior of the USSR in July in 1972 outlines a number of interesting topics, including intelligence that outlines suspected USSR spending on parapsychology research in 1967 between 13 and $21 million. That's a, That's lot, a of lot of money. money. That is a lot of money. That's a lot of money to go towards some big brains. Yeah. The general tenor of the report is the need to, in quotes, catch up with this research and to treat it as having potential real-world application. A further working paper to the commander of the NO2DMI group, uh, which is a group that exists today, and they provide uh, direct and general counterintelligence support to army activities and major commands. Um, but this paper from 1978 clearly outlines the belief that, um, and this is a direct quote from this paper, the Soviets have the ability to collect intelligence using paranormal means and are believed to be doing so. And then that's the end of that quote. And as a, as a result, based on the CIA having, and then back in quotations again, successfully used parapsychology techniques for offensive intelligence collection, end quote, in the past action must be taken to, in quotes, counter the threat. So mm. in the Cold War, fucking mind flex battles, baby. That the is little awesome. thing you plug up to your brain, you make the little styrofoam ball go up and down. That's what they were doing. The U.S. thinks that they are so strong with their big muscles, but can they answer this? If a tree falls in the forest and no one hears it, <laughs> does it make a sound? Yes. <laughs> nah. I nah. I asked for project to forest, punch down tree. <laughs> yeah, do, you want, you want, has, do, you, do either of you know the actual answer to that question? Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Okay, Luke. What? It makes a noise. Wow. There was a real world need for a parasite. 
<laughs> there was a real world need for a parapsychological defense and offense capability in the U.S. response to Soviet aggression during the 1970s. This came primarily in the form of what would eventually be called Operation Stargate. Hey, remember that? Yeah, go fucking read it. When the documents <laughs> were declassified surrounding this operation in 1995 and subsequent years, all major news outlets reported on it, including The Guardian, LA Times, New York Times, and The Washington Post, to name a few. Operation Stargate was one of several programs that were either integrated or run simultaneously with different agendas. Others included... Uh, also, here's some more things for y'all to research. Uh, Sunstreak, Grill Flame, Gondola, and Center Lane. All of them. Just log them up. They're fucking cool. They're really cool. Uh, Stargate is the most popular, but all the other ones, they just, you know, further back the point that psychic, you know, brain powers. Um, all of these operations were run by the Defense Intelligence Agency, which is the DIA. Um, it's the big brother to the CIA. Wait, the CIA has a big brother? It was a joke. He was like, D comes after C. <laughs> oh, I'm like, they're not a very good big brother. They're letting their little brother do whatever the hell they want. Well, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that usually how it goes? Within well, reason. This is this is the Defense <laughs> Intelligence Agency, um, but others were controlled by the Central Intelligence Agency. Um, everyone's favorite people, the CIA. They have never assassinated anybody. Don't come after me. No. Um, including the INCOM, INSCOM, or the SCANATE, S-C-A-N-A-T-E. Those are acronyms. Um, the objectives were all very similar, and that was to use remote viewing and astral projection to gather intel on foreign enemy assets and programs that would otherwise be impossible or unknown. Hmm. Psychic spies. Bam. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Um, so these these practitioners of these uh, Harry Potter PS1 Mindflex powers uh, <laughs> would work with an observer and based on a set of coordinates and based on a set of coordinates project their consciousness, mind, spirit, chi, astral self, whatever you want to call it, to a location not bound by distance or physical impediment. And some believe time, you know, like some time travel to look I'm and gather weird. evidence. It is not. It's a pancake. It, it's, it's a what? It's a are pancake. you a flat earther? Time's a pan. No, I'm a, oh, I'm a sure flat am. timer. A flat time. <laughs> I have flat Poor time Z. on my flat earth. <laughs> um, this was not a new phenomenon for the U.S. intelligence agencies, however. Uh, they were not inventing anything. Firstly, they had reports that the USSR had been doing this since at least 1960. But even further back, we have accounts of this. Pliny the Elder, you know, from circa 23 to 79 AD, tells a tale in his Historia Naturalis of Hermotinus of Clasimene. If I royally was, butchered that... Am I having a stroke? Sorry, I think I am. <laughs> um, I think and in this tale, the this person's soul was in the habit of leaving his body and wandering into distant countries, whence it brought back numerous accounts of various things, which could not have been obtained by anyone that but a person who was travel present. so cheap. I wanna, I wanna oh do my this. God. I wanna do this. The body, in the meantime, <laughs> was left apparently lifeless. At last, however, his enemies, the Kentare. Uh, I'm gonna call them the Catholics. Uh, what? His enemies, the Catholics, <laughs> burned the body so that the soul on its return was deprived of its sheath, as it were. 
Those well, silly the Catholics. The you Catholics burning bodies while people are just doing psychic powers. Gosh. Um, is it a little brutal? Yeah. No. Nah. Uh, but let's hold that thought for just a moment for when we talk about my boy, the man, the not a myth, uh, but but is definitely a legend, Robert Goff. Uh, the idea of out-of-body travel really came to popularity really came to popularity in the mid to late 1800s, but it was called mesmerism. Um, one mesmerist subject, which his name was Bruno Beignet, said, In the state I am now, I am out of my body. I perceive it seated on the chair. I walk about in my room without being seen or felt by you whom I touch. Um, but... You know, that's enough. That's enough history. That's enough learning. We don't fucking hmm. do that here. Let's talk <laughs> about some goddamn conspiracies, baby. Um, in the report that was first mentioned from the U.S. Army office, we see mention of the Apport technique. The Apport technique is, in essence, the ability of an in- individual. The Apport technique is, in essence, the ability of an of an individual to abduct and object using remote viewing techniques bringing it to friendly territory by replacing it from whence it came. I thought it was the ability to just get the fuck out of there. Abort! Abort! Man. That's illegal now. You can get executed for that. Almost got me to laugh. Um, (laughs) I'll get there one day. Abducted is the apport. Within the same report, there is postulation that a version of this apport technique using astral projection, using astral projecting spies could travel across unlimited distance and through impassable barriers to enemy locations and steal secrets. Herein lies a problem. We have no information if this was ever successful, except for Project Stargate. So we have some information about whether it was successful. We have some. Okay. But if you pair this with what I feel like I have to talk about next time now, which is Dr. Michael Persinger and Dr. Robert Beck, then we've got all the evidence that we need because this shit is fucking bonkers. Okay. So, um, we also have some pretty clear information that remote viewing slash astral projection was successful from the highest of source. The president of the United States, former president, Jimmy Carter was interviewed by GQ magazine in 2005, which what a place to drop the fact that we have fucking psychics. Um, That's uh, that. Those two things don't correlate. (laughs) Oh, I know. At which time Jimmy Carter was asked about Roswell and cover up. He divulged an incident of remote viewing. He talked about a missing plane in the Central African Republic that they could not find, even retasking all the satellites they could. He Hmm. recounts the director of the CIA came and told me that he had contacted a woman in California that claimed to have supernatural abilities. Uh, She went into a trance and she wrote down latitudes and longitudes and we sent our satellite over that latitude and longitude, and there was the plane. So let's assume that remote viewing and astral projection can be used to obtain intelligence. So now we're going to move on to the story of Robert Golf and the Glass Camera Project, baby. In, in the corners of the internet, whispers are abounded that in the 1990s, at the end of Operation Stargate, when viewers were either not achieving the results the powers that be wanted, or more to the point, the information obtained was too tainted in subjectivity. We see this issue in transcripts of remote viewing, where the observer tells the viewer to report facts, not draw conclusions. I'll send a link to a remote viewing that the CIA did of Mars in 1984, which illustrates this problem pretty much 
perfectly. Okay. Yeah, someone was someone actual projected to fucking Mars. Uh, and they were like, hey, we can't verify this because we're not there. And they're like, well, yeah, no shit. Huh. So they were like, oh, that's not evidence. I wonder, do you think that like group astral projection could be achieved? Uh, it can be. And it is. It, it is achieved. Yeah. Oh, OK. Bad. I might. If I have time at the end of this, I might talk a little about that. Bad. Take us to Mars. <laughs> OK. <laughs> yeah. Can we go rescue the rover? Or at least sing them happy birthday. No, I think we would die. I think we would die if we astral projected. That is so far from your body, and that It'll scares be okay. me. Okay, I can. We can just tether ourselves to the Mars rover. It'll be fine. <laughs> His face right now. Yeah, listeners couldn't see that, but he did the I'll Allen. leave you there. Uh-huh. Hey, hey, hey! What would happen if you astral projected into a tornado? Let's not find out. <laughs> I mean, I guess nothing. Yeah, nothing. It'd, not a damn it'd thing. A, it'd be a sky daddy swirly. <sighs> okay. Um... <laughs> The CIA needed solid intelligence as they were engaged on and off in conflicts in the Middle East. And this intelligence needed to be able to be analyzed and the random, often vague drawings and reportings of viewers just wasn't really enough. Thus, the CIA came up with the first non-detectable surveillance tool, in particular, a camera with video and audio capabilities which could be used during projection. Remote viewers now had a recording device. This camera, known as the glass camera, was used as a focus, like a sigil, that viewers could project and focus what they see and hear into. That's cool. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool too. There is a there's a general belief that this focus was far harsher physically and psychically to the viewer. Robert Golf was a very powerful psychic in the 1980s, and was either coerced or chosen to participate in this glass camera project. Um, Google, Google searches for Robert Golf come up sparse, um, which is like almost none at all. And after reading hundreds and hundreds of de- uh, declassified CIA documents, the only real evidence of any tenuous link to this theory of, you know, re- being able to actually record remote and astral viewing is in a SRI briefing paper from 1974 where reference to paranormal perception is mentioned in the same utterance as the word film. Hmm. So, boom. That's Is it a little weak? Yeah, it's a little weak, but intriguing. Um, it's still a connection. Now, this is where we you know, start to take a little bit of a ride on Robert Golf's big green tractor, um, which uh. is his beautiful brain. <laughs> While participating in a remote viewing slash astral projection session, Robert Golf died. Now, you can think back to Pliny the Elder's story of the man was astral projecting, his body was burned by the, we're calling them Catholics, and... He couldn't, you know, come back to his body. So when Robert Golf died while doing one of these astral projection sessions, the consciousness was left untethered. Reportedly, it was drawn into heaven or hell, essentially the afterlife. Mm-hmm. Um, and the report was that it was the the, the general consensus that, is that it was heaven, um, given the idea of like the golden or the sorry, not the golden, the pearly gates and just the general layout. Um the people who have supposedly seen this film nine times out of 10, they're like, yeah, it, w- it was heaven. But when the observer viewed the recording, it was sealed classified and was never allowed to be viewed again. Why? Because the governments like to control the narrative and the population baby and not disclosing what was in the afterlife could be a method of control. That seems fair. I mean, yeah, if I was an evil piece of shit, body of power, um, 
I would love for all of my followers to think that after this, there is absolutely nothing, which means, hey, follow me or you get thrown in prison and your only shot at life wasted. But hey, you know what? Um, I mean, even the other way around could work. A healthy distrust in the government. Very good. Um, What do you mean, Luke? Like you could make the exact opposite arguments like, hey, there is a heaven. I know how to get there. So you follow what I say and you'll get there. It's called a cult. Well, we saw that for a very long time. Oh, yeah. A lot of like the medieval uh, European countries. All about power, baby. It's all about power. But even still, if I'm at this power, if I'm this body of power, I can tell people, yeah, there's a heaven, but I know how to get there. Yeah. And then what happens when they find the actual book? And it's like, oh, well, this guy's a fucking liar. Majority of people can actually read nowadays. So there's that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so they have to change the narrative in order to maintain control. Seems fitting. But hey, you know what? I'm not talking about the JFK assassination today. Um, <laughs> maybe next time. <laughs> um, but but yeah, so very, very broken down basics. Um, Robert Goff was doing a remote viewing session for the government. Um what I've heard a lot of is that he either went too far or he was out of his body for too long because the longer that you are out of your body, the weaker your tether becomes, which is another thing. Like I'll be explaining later um, how I personally have practiced this in the past. You're not going to want to be out for too long. <laughs> just it, it's not good. It's not a good idea. You don't want to go too far away, especially on your first time. It's just not it's just not smart because, hey, maybe maybe you don't want to go see whatever Robert Goff saw. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, essentially, Robert Goff doing this psychic viewing. Again, what I've heard is a lot of the time that he went too far and was gone for too long. Um, while he's connected to this room, this glass camera, he passes away. And as he is passing into heaven, there is like that audio and video is burned into this glass camera. It was seen by a couple officials and then like completely blacklisted, like just hardcore sealed, like never let this out. Um, Mm. So that's that. okay. but I guess even the people listening, since I even mentioned that I would be walking through the steps of astral projection, they have probably been just waiting for me to shut the fuck up about reporting (laughs) and just tell them how to do it. So here's how me me commercial break. Welcome to Astral Projection 101 with some guy on the internet. Um, Hi, some guy on the internet. Hi. If the internet says that it's true. that, that is. Uh, if I say it on the internet, it's true. Um, I have this broken into like seven steps Whoa. with like a little asterisk um, because it's more than that. But some steps are kind of broken down into their own. Uh, but your first step and this should always be your first step. Set your intentions with anything that has to come with like the supernatural. Set your intentions, please. Mm-hmm. This is like the the same as not tapping the glass in Annabelle's case. Just just know what you want. You know, um, the powers at be, whatever they are, don't really like people who are on the fence. And that's pretty universal. Like there's no really... There's no gods that I've ever read about who are like, oh, I love when people are undecided. They just don't like it. Okay, (laughs) so you're not going to have a good time if you jump into this being like, "Ooh, I don't know what to do. (laughs) Like, just just, you know, set them. It can be it can be as simple as I just want to learn. I just want to walk around outside without actually having to go outside. It can be that simple. But it can be I want proof that there is something beyond. Be careful with that one because, you know, I was just going to say, please be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Be be specific in your intentions. 
Like, I think the first time I did it was I want to be able to walk around my room spiritually. Not too bad. But after that, uh, what I recommend doing is praying for protection um, with whatever deities or God or gods uh, that you believe, that you worship. Pray for protection. Um, whenever you are fully spiritual, um, the dark side of those things are much more likely to approach and to try to attack. So I highly recommend get, get some extra protection on you. If you got to do a spell or however that works, do it. Um, whatever it takes, just get that extra protection. Um, you know, kind of like playing a game of football with like the bucks and not having pads on. Um, step three would be to fully relax your body. Um, it's definitely best to do this while laying down. Um, I would recommend, you know, turning the lights off. If you have like a sleep mask, like something to cover your eyes, I'd recommend that. Um, I've also found that like pink noise generators works pretty well. Pink um, Wait, noise. pink noise is a thing? What's pink noise? Uh, it's, it's like the cleaner, more refined version of white noise. Huh. And it's usually used for babies to help babies sleep. <gasps> oh, just a and, it, and it promotes brain development in babies. So fucking use it as an adult. Stay I was going to say, does it work for us too? <laughs> yes. Yes. It keeps a lot of the sections of your brain that usually, you know, tick off as you get older, keeps them active. So, hey, do it. That's a little, a little free tip from you. Um, <laughs> step four would be to meditate and focus on aligning your chakras. Now, just a little preface here. Um, if you have no experience with meditation or working with your chakras or uh, mudras, I wouldn't really recommend doing this. Dang um, it. You know, and maybe at some point I'll do some. You, you say why? No, I was just like, why is Luke saying dang it? He doesn't meditate or work with his chakra. Exactly. Because Luke wants to astral project. Now, I may go in um, on a later date with chakras and mudras and your third eye and all that if you really want to learn about it. Um, but it, there's also so many resources on the internet and in libraries and wherever else. Um, so I would definitely, definitely, definitely recommend you learn some solid meditation practices, whether they be tantric or uh, mantric you know hey there's two of them right there um but yeah i definitely recommend getting into that uh, at least at least for a, like a year uh, because again astral projection is pretty intense um it's not for the faint of heart but also if you're listening to this i'm going to assume you've probably had at least some experience with it but a very simple meditation that i personally like to do a lot um I think I think it's very grounding and it really helps me focus on like the energy within your body is and you can even do it sitting down right now or doing whatever you're doing while you're driving. At, I mean, <laughs> whatever you're doing <laughs> while, while you're listening driving. to this, except for driving. Um, and what I would recommend is close your eyes. Now you see why you can't do it while you're driving <laughs> and focus on every point that your body is making contact with something, which is also a grounding technique. For panic attacks. Yes. While you're doing this, try to relax a bit more with each exhale. You don't have to do the whole like envisioning stress leaving your body or anything. Just just relax. Um, you know, take your tongue off of the roof of your mouth. Your shoulders actually loosen. And once you've done that for about 30 breaths, start to focus on the buzzing at the tips of your fingers. Why do my fingertips buzz? That's energy. Whoa. Yeah, you can concentrate that. that. that <laughs> Are you okay? That, that is your nerve endings, which is also the basis of why a lot of mudras work. 
like I did one with Luke for breathing. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I put my fingers a certain way and I could breathe better. Yeah. And the energy at your fingertips, if you learn how to like see energy, I can't do it. But if you learn how to see energy, you can actually concentrate energy between your hands and like build it. <sighs> Almost like a, 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 a Chidori? Naruto. Yes. I hate I hate to say it, but yeah, Naruto. Start focusing on the tips of your fingers, you know, feeling feeling that energy. And then I would say once you're there, while you're still laying down, each exhale, um, in a way, just shut off part of your body. Starting at the soles of your feet, and then just take as many breaths as it needs for you to almost feel like they're not even there. Just slowly work all the way up until you're at the top of your head. Once you have done that, while you're still laying down and you are now in a trance-like state, begin to view the room that you are in mentally with as much detail as you can. Really focus on all aspects, how it sounds, what it smells like, what you can see, if there are clothes on the floor, if there's an empty Gatorade bottle at your desk, all these different things, right? Really focus on every single aspect of the room that you are in. Then you're going to envision like a rope coming out of your chest. Now, this is referred to as the rope method. Um, this is what I personally use. Uh, I recommend it. It was very easy to learn after just a few after a few tries. I would say this is the spot where most people kind of falter out. You're going to spiritually grab onto that rope. Don't physically move your hands. Try to detach yourself from the physical, grab onto that rope, and then use that rope to pull your spirit out of your physical. At that point, once you can do that, what I recommend doing is visualizing or manifesting a tether. This will be like a second rope that attaches your spirit to the physical, and then you're pretty much free to explore. Now, whenever you want to end it, what I recommend, uh, you don't have to be next to your body to come back, but instead shift your focus onto your physical self. Um, and the way that you kind of do that is almost like a reverse way of the meditation that you did prior. Um, you would start by feeling at the top of your head, feeling like feeling your face almost reactivate down to your toes. And then you would start to focus on where your body is making contact with ideally a bed. And once you can truly feel all those things, then I would say slowly, you know, start to sit up and kind of collect yourself. Hmm. But yeah, that's that is the astral projection for dummies that I can give you. <laughs> this is something you shouldn't try unless you've been like comfortable enough practicing unlocking your chakras and meditation and all that. Um I personally believe so, yes. Yeah. Just as like a, a fair prerequisite. Mm -hmm. Um but then again, some people pick up on like meditation and chakra and chakra work really fast. Is that simply because of how much easier it makes it to perform astral projection or just out of sheer safety? Both. Yeah. Yeah. Little column my little column okay. B. Personally, I think that the idea of like grabbing the rope spiritually is really hard to grasp. Um, without that 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 prerequisite of understanding your chakras and the energy in your body. Mm, gotcha. Um, but at the same time, it also just makes you more aware, more in tune with what's going on. Um, you can you'll be able to feel yourself if like if you're feeling funny outside of your physical, you're more apt to understand that and why mm. and uh, and hurry up and get back to your body. Gotcha. But yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. 
Um, do you guys have any questions? Yeah. What's it like for, for you specifically to do that? Uh, like, like the first time or more now? Uh, first time and now. What's it feel okay. like? Um, I don't want to say it feels like swimming because I don't think that that's like an, an accurate. Have you ever Would swam you in a dream? Does it feel like swimming like if you're in a dream? Kind of. Or like Kinda. floaty even? Would that be a better word? I would I would say a bit more like floaty. Um, okay, have either of you ever played with an Oculus? Yes. Yeah, Luke has one. Okay, so you know how in a lot of games you kind of like just point to where you want to go and you're there? Oh, it's like that. It's kind of like that mentally, but without the uh, shakiness and dizziness <laughs> that comes. It's like Google Street View. It is a lot like Google Street View. <laughs> it is like Google Street View uh, for your soul. Yeah. Um uh, I remember in my first time, I tried to move things. No, you can't. <laughs> I mean, maybe somebody can. I'm sure there's going to be somebody who's like, well, mm-hmm. actually, I can. I wrote my essay in my prediction <laughs> and to you. Good fucking job. Also, you're a liar. Um, <laughs> no, it's just it's it's pretty like impossible to move things um, because we are still bound by the physical. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard for a lot of uh air quotes abilities to form um in that short amount of time you're not but gonna yeah, be was... like l and stranger things or any of that shit no no and it, it was very disorienting the first time if i'm being honest mm. which is why i recommend like hey stay in your fucking room just <laughs> stay there don't don't leave because i was like oh cool i'm gonna go walk around my house like it's like that one episode of spongebob where i'm hopping in people's dreams and shit <laughs> nope Nope, uh, I got to the kitchen and got lost. And I was like, well, what? I'm just going to die here. Okay, yeah, describe that for me. Like, what was that like? It's almost like you have x-ray vision, but it's not things that you're seeing. It's like life that you're seeing. It's like energy. It's mm. like a flow. So walls don't really mean anything, but you can like see the currents of like, even like the electrical work in the walls. Hmm. Because That's it's, fun. it's just pure energy. Mm-hmm. so you're seeing this like pulse in the walls and that's how you pretty much know where the walls are um so in astral projection like to, for you you wouldn't be able to see like you wouldn't be able to see things the way that you see them physically correct because they don't exist on a spiritual plane yes have you ever played assassin's creed okay is it like eagle vision it's a lot like eagle vision. oh interesting yeah oh also seeing your own body in that state is very strange it can be scary mm-hmm but don't be, you're still alive. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you're still around. You can still go back. It's just very, uh, it can be a little jarring, almost like looking in a mirror while on shrooms. Uh, if you're not like used to it. So that's why I also say like for your first few times, don't go back to your body to return. Just start to focus on what you're feeling like physically. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, but now it's more so for learning. Uh, I try to take like a life lesson when I do it now, much like um, you would with like DMT. Mm. or other like psychedelics uh, the way i view it is it is almost like the ultimate form of meditation because you literally cannot feel stress or worry or fear like all these negative emotions you have an inability to feel them mm. while in this state but the good emotions like love and happiness and joy you do feel and for me it's just very reassuring that whenever i'm going through a certain kind of you know i guess content warning like a depressive episode mm-hmm. or things of that nature then with de- dealing with a lot of stress or anxiety um when i go to that state and i they wash away it's almost like a reminder that these are all just things of the physical and that they don't they don't really have any control and it helps me a lot 
to be able to experience that or for even just a brief moment and like have that brief reminder of not it's all in your head, mm-hmm. but it's only the body. Yeah. Like you're like, it's like your soul is still good. Your soul is still intact. You're okay. It's your body that is going through some things right now. That's got to be you know, extremely reassuring. It, it definitely can be. Oh, also you'll get horny. <laughs> that is a random, <laughs> random add-in. Random. It is, but I feel like that's very important to add. Um, sometimes you'll sometimes you'll get back and you'll be like, "Yo, where where is she?" Like you'll turn into Batman, you know? Okay, then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you know, gotta gotta break that tension a little. Shelby, have you ever Astrial projected before? Mm, I don't think so. I have uh, every once in a while I'll have like dreams that will come true or partially true. So yeah, I know you. I know you've had premonitions before. Yeah, which have been very. Yeah, scary. those are different. Those are different than the dreams. Mm-hmm. But nothing really astral. I don't think. I can't say I've ever had a dream that like connected to real life or anything like that. Really? Yeah. Or at least if if I did, I wasn't able to make that connection. Yeah. Like I'm sure I could have at some point, but I never like mm-hmm. put two and two together. I'm sure that's an absolute possibility, but yeah. That's interesting. I'm also just not very spiritually, uh, what's the word? Aware. Aware, I think, yeah. That mm-hmm. sense is a very dull one in yeah. my own experience compared mm-hmm. to you two. But yeah, mm. we'll work on it. <laughs> All right. Well, pretty much wraps it up for me. Um, Hell yeah. As always, you know, be safe. Set your intentions. Um, practice safe sex after astral projecting. <laughs> um, wash your ass. Wear an astral condom. Wear an astral condom. And a real one. A- and a real you need one. Need both. Double up. Uh, you know, don't be don't be silly. Wrap that willy. Uh, <laughs> go tell somebody you love them. And oh yeah, don't don't tap the glass. Don't do it. Don't tap the glass. <laughs>